Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of The Charlie Kirk Show. We sit down with my good friend Dave Rubin, who has a book coming up. We discuss that, Star Wars, and so much more. Before we get into that exclusive conversation, make sure you are subscribed to The Charlie Kirk Show. Type in Charlie Kirk Show and hit that subscribe button and leave us a five-star rating. Also, email us, freedom at charliekirk.com, freedom at charliekirk.com for feedback, comments, and things that you just want me to hear. Go straight to me. That is freedom at charliekirk.com. Buckle up. We got a great show in store with the terrific Dave Rubin. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Dave Rubin, welcome to the Charlie Kirk Show. Charlie, I'm freaking out right now because first off, you're interviewing me. Very bizarre it's... for the nature of our relationship. And, you know, putting these headphones on, it's going to flatten the hair. I've mm-hmm. got a day out there smiling with these kids. And you might have a very big picture later. I assume there's going to be a That's big right. picture. <laughs> well, it's, it's great to have you on the podcast. Yeah. I want to first get uh, our audience aware you have an upcoming book. That's right. Called Don't Burn This Book. Don't Burn This Book and wait till one of these progressive wokesters burns this thing. Well, it's going to be pretty beautiful. It's going to be great. So they can do, they can order pre-orders right now. You so can I encourage order our audience to do that. Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Go do that. Et cetera, et cetera. And so, for, first of all, I want to say Dave does something that I'm very jealous of. Every August, is it August? Every August, yeah. He just goes completely unplugged. And I think it's one of the most interesting, especially the world that you're in, mm-hmm. which is highly communicative, very visible stream of information. I think it's just one of the coolest human experiments every single year to talk to you before and after. Well, it's kind of funny because... And tell our audience exactly how you do it, because I think it's fascinating. So I've done it. This is the third year that I did it. And when I did it three years ago, the first time, I really was just doing an experiment. I was kind of like... I don't know. It seems like everyone's going crazy because of social media. Everyone hates each other. We're all staring at this phone constantly. Mm-hmm. We're inundated with podcasts and YouTube shows and all of these things. And I was like, you know what? What if I just, I, I work very hard throughout the year, right? I do a gajillion shows. I tour. I speak to people, all this stuff. I was like, what if I just put my phone in a safe and see what happens? And I got to tell you, well, the first time I did it, the first few days, you're kind of freaking out like a junkie almost because, you know, you, you're, I'm like looking in my pocket all the time for my phone. What I realized was it wasn't really social media that I missed. It wasn't Twitter that I missed. You know, we taped a lot of shows in advance, so I, I kept still putting out content mm-hmm. because I didn't want people to think I was just like taking a month off, uh, which I actually wasn't. I was at, ended up working on the book and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but it's not social media that I missed. What I realized was there were other things that the phone has taken over in our lives, like maps. Like mm-hmm. I can't get anywhere without my phone anymore. You know, like all or of just these, like to do lists. 
literally to-do lists. So it was funny. I'm walking around because now if I go to the supermarket, right, I have it in my notes on my iPhone. But for that month, I had to actually, you're not going to believe this, I took paper and, and a pen. And wrote it down. And with my own hand, I would scribble how, notes. How did it, you yeah. navigate? It, it was did not easy. Did you have easy. to go buy a TomTom or something? <laughs> I did all my math via Abacus. I mean, it was it was tough. No, actually, so first off, my car has GPS built in. So oh, okay. I, so that you have was- a Tesla? You have a Tesla. We don't have to get into that. I have a Tesla. So that's sort of, so you, you wouldn't, no I phone. live in LA. Legally, but you have to have a During Tesla. that month, would you listen to radio, TV, or just total disconnect from all news? No, that's what was more interesting. That's part of the, the whole thing. That's is, part of the whole thing is no news. Okay. No so it's nothing. Not ju- it's divestment from all streams of communication. Try to think, even for you, right? Like, so for a big Trump guy, imagine what it would like what it would be like to just not hear the name Trump for a month. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you like him or hate him or any of those things. Just the way that everything that's happening in the world is just thrust into our brains all the time. So I heard nothing. But what I will tell you is this, is that you quickly find out how if there is a TV on mute, it is playing CNN. Because everywhere that you go, you go to the gym, all the TVs are CNN. You go to the airport, all the TVs are CNN. You go to the burger joint, the TVs are all CNN. And I would have to, I actually didn't go to the gym for a month because I realized I can't walk in there. Mm-hmm. I, I was The first day I was kind of working out like this. I had my low hat because I didn't want, you know, the TVs are above you. Um, but it's hard to avoid the news. People couldn't believe it. And one thing that was nice actually was that wherever I went, if people would recognize me and say hi, they'd be like, come on, man, you have your phone on you. And I would literally be like taking my pockets out like, no, this is not BS. I'm, I'm really well, doing I remember this. I saw and you. And it's just good. It's just good for the brain. It's good for the mind. I saw you at Candace Owens' wedding and you're like, don't yeah. tell me the news. I behaved myself. I didn't, I didn't break that. I the, didn't breach it. The best part of the wedding is that, so that the wedding was on August 31st. Which I was think. like the last day of your right. Shabbos. So I'm off. Month long Shabbat. My, 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 my month long Shabbat. Shapiro is very proud of me. Um, so I have a month off, right? And then we have Candace's wedding where, you're there, Prager's there, obviously Candace and Nigel Farage. So the best one, so Nigel Farage, right before the wedding's about to start, Nigel Farage comes up to me. This guy who's the leader of Brexit, one of the most influential political people in the world. And he's a total blast. I've I've hung out with him many times. He comes up to me, gives me this big hello. You know, he's always got that huge smile on his face. And he starts talking to me about Brexit, but the wedding's about to start and I don't know anything about the news. And basically, I put my hand in his face to kind of shut him up. And he looked at me like... Like I basically just like told him to go screw himself. And then later on in the, in the reception, I was like, Nigel, just want to be clear about what happened. I'm off the grid. We did a shot at tequila and everything was okay. That's very funny. But I basically had to shut up Nigel Farage, which I don't know that anyone's ever done that before. Are you guys drowning in student loan debt? Have you been scammed by the cartel of the colleges? I'm sure some of you have, but there is a way out. Let me introduce you to Credible. I love this company. They do a great job. It's Credible.com. It is an online marketplace that gets you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. Uh, What do they do? They help people get out of student loan debt. If you've got student loan debt, you could benefit. Uh, With a lower rate, you could save on interest or lower your monthly payment. And with shorter loan terms, you can get out of debt faster. Uh, You can consolidate all your student loan bills in one place and you get serious peace of mind. Credible customers have given awesome reviews about how much better their lives have been after refinancing their student loans. On Credible, you see actual pre-qualified rates from up to 10 different lenders, whereas with some other marketplaces, you'll only get a range of rates. Checking rates does not impact your credit. 
They never sell your data. Big deal with me. So you won't receive spam or phone calls from dozens of lenders. So right now, visit Credible.com slash Charlie. That's C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Charlie. And when you refinance your student loans via Credible, they'll give you a $200 gift card. Fill in a couple pieces of info to check what rates you are eligible for. Again, that is Credible.com slash Charlie. Refinance your student loans and start saving. Your show's phenomenal. It, it does very well. Uh, you work really hard. It's not It's not easy to, you know just produce that kind of as much content as you do yeah. and you have the upcoming book. So 2019, really interesting year. What were the big takeaways? What were I, every 29, every, at the end of every year politically, I try to say what is true today that wasn't true at the beginning of the year politically yeah. or culturally. And I have some theories I'd love to hear. Maybe you haven't done as much thinking about that, but, well, or like what stories really stood out to you as this is a really positive leading indicator or negative leading indicator of the culture. Well, I would say the main thing, which has been sort of the driving force behind everything I've done, is that, you know, I think the reason people know me is because, right, about it's about my political evolution. I was a big lefty, and now I mm-hmm. hang out with you scary conservatives. Yeah, we're and really we can tough. agree to and, disagree and on you're things. gay. Yeah, it's a whole big thing. And it's, you know, <laughs> but I'm really only gay after 10 o'clock. Um, but, um, but, but what put me on the map was that, that I, I started seeing five or six years ago something deeply wrong with the left. The people who claim they're, you know, tolerant and diverse and all of those things, we know that they're not. And I started talking mm-hmm. about it and it's like now all of the things that I was saying five years ago is what everyone is saying now. Like the cat is out of the bag. Everyone knows what the left has become. And I think the trend in 2019 was was a confirmation in a weird way totally. of, of everything that I have fought for. I've been fighting against identity politics. I've been saying to the liberals. So someone like you that's a conservative that you have you have serious disagreements with with liberals on serious issues, mm-hmm. but I know you're willing to talk it out and yeah, do it honestly do. and yeah. all of those things. Of course, right. You you literally do it every day, right? And you welcome that. Um, I think what has happened here is that, that the soft underbelly of liberalism has really been exposed right now. That the progressives figured out that liberals cannot stand up for themselves in a way that I think conservatives actually can. Because, the, because liberalism, you know, it sounds cliche in a way, but liberalism, unfortunately, right now at least, is so based in just, I feel a certain way. Yes. So that's right. But it's my truth, Dave. My truth, which and is a narcissistic thing. If you think about it. Well, it's narcissistic, but it's also deeply dangerous. Of unbelievably dangerous. If your truth is, is true and my truth is my true. My truth says I should be able to eliminate this person. Excuse me? Bingo. Well, that was it. <laughs> that was it. I mean, I, I sent a tweet about this the other day, but you know, five years ago, I kept saying, you can't call everybody Nazis because it's not, it's not what you're doing to them that's actually the issue. It's what you're doing to yourself because, and this is, mm-hmm. Trump is a great example of this. When everybody was calling all his supporters Nazis and they're calling him Hitler and just the, the, the worst the thing. The true, yeah. the true craziness of that. I mean, this is a guy. On the Richter scale, it's the top of the Richter scale, the worst thing you can call somebody. Right. right. I mean, if you, in our society, that is the worst thing. It is, it is, it is designed to shut them up. It is designed yes. to make sure they can't have a job. I mean, it's designed for all of those terrible things. It's but a it's blunt not, force object. Yeah. It's a blunt force object, but it's not what you're doing to them. It's what you're doing to yourself because what happens, this is the video I did the day after the election. So this is day one of Trump. I said, what you guys are doing, the more you do this, is you're painting yourselves into a corner because what happens if Trump turns out to be a decent president? What happens if the economy is okay? What happens if he doesn't do regime change wars and we scale back? And he actually wars? wants to what? end these endless wars. All of these things. What if he does all of these things? You can't suddenly be like, you know that Hitler guy? I've been screaming about Hitler. He's, he's pretty decent. 
that Hitler, he's all right. Those Nazis, they're okay. And that's why the left has now gone completely off the rails because they doubled down at any moment where they could have. So foolishly. Yeah. All they had to do when Trump was elected was go, you know, maybe, maybe we should look in the mirror. Maybe we're doing something a little off here. Donald Trump is president of the United States, but they can't because they always will defer Mm -hmm. because they think their feelings are paramount. So they always think someone else's feelings are paramount. That's correct. And that is a deeply, deeply dangerous place to be. Well, and it, it, creates mob style politics and what what i'm concerned about though dave is that this shouldn't actually even be that close of a conversation in our country yeah it should be 90 10 and now it's like a 50 50 which and and that's what i i worry about that we're even having a at some of these issues i say like we're even like debating post-birth abortion i, yeah. I know you and i've talked about abortion plenty and i i'd love to see how you've been able to move you'll, on some of these you'll, issues you'll like the chapter on my Good. book where i lay out all of my beliefs i i, uh, I, I look forward blow to the it. whole thing right no now. and yeah. you're classically liberal yeah. which yeah i'm really that way in a lot on a lot of different things. i believe in the individual beyond mm-hmm. anything right i i am completely against group identity i want equal rights for every legal citizen in this country and then beyond that i believe in the light touch of government that i don't want government doing everything but i don't think this is i mean people always say well what's the difference you sound like a libertarian dave and i always say a, a classical liberal in effect I hate these labels though i'm going to tell you what i no, so the la- yeah, yeah, like, yeah so but but people love labels right they, it's, it's easy you for label them to me go, you negate me that was an old yeah. quote from a long time ago <laughs> It's true. You label me, you negate me. Yeah. yeah that's, so, so I have a question. Yeah. Babe. You br- you brought up, and I I steal your stuff all the time. Please, so, please. Um, I stole this from you. But uh, you know, I will say that you conservatives, when you steal things, you tell people that you're stealing. That's correct. Tucker has told me a couple times when I've said things to him privately. He said, "I'm going to steal that," and I go, "Well, you know, you're not supposed to tell the guy you're stealing from that you're stealing." But there's an odd honesty in that's it. That's right. That we, I find we, interesting. We admit the theft. Yeah, that's nice of you. Thank of you. Course. What did you steal from me? So I stole this, and shamelessly, I use it all the time, and I give you attribution six to seven percent of the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so though you're gonna say 60 nope. 60 would have been all right charlie six S- six to seven percent and Ugh. you say look the founding fathers talked about centralized power and tyranny being a problem the biggest centralized power and tyranny they could think of was government yeah and now there's an argument to be saying centralized power and tyranny can be google and that's the argument you made, which is really yeah. important. That well, they could not have envisioned that something beyond government could ever be this powerful. Now, this is interesting because we've talked about this a lot, the big tech thing. And this is actually what a lot of my speech was. They'll love it. Yeah, um, yeah, they so, love it. So someone like Tucker right now is taking a really uh, – just in the last few days, he sort of ramped up his position that the government has to get involved. Now – I still, and we can have the platform publisher argument and and all the stuff that we've talked about in the past. My belief still is if you give this power to the government right now where Donald Trump happens to be more in line with the freedoms that we want, well, if he loses, and I don't think he will, but if he loses, congratulations, you've handed that power to Bernie Sanders. Right. And it's it's the same government that just spied on Donald Trump. Right. the, The same bureaucrats. They go to the same schools. They hang out at the same country clubs. And now you're going to give them the power to shut off our, our internet, potentially. Listen, Yaron Brook from the Ayn Rand Institute, who I know you know, he always says, if you don't have principles when they matter, then you don't have them at all. So this is the strange one for conservatives right now. This is just like a really rich place to have a conversation. It's like, right now we see a massive problem. We know about deboosting. We know about algorithmic manipulation. All we know it. about shadow banning. You, you see this, that, that Twitter is literally putting shadow banning in the terms of service starting January 1st. No, I didn't they, see that. I will send you the thing. In but their they new, denied it ever existed. So they deny it ever existed, and now they're putting it oh, in. Because okay. they can't because the denial has become so they can't do plausible denial, denial, denial. It's, yeah. yeah 
Um, but they are literally putting in their TOS uh, mm-hmm. that they can throttle accounts. So now that's deeply dangerous. But do you think that the answer to the question is that the government should tell Twitter? No, this Twitter? is what I struggle with yeah. too. And, and yeah. uh, Dave, I don't know the answer. I've heard, honestly, James O'Keefe had a really good point, which is let's start with this. They lied under oath to Congress. Yeah. Let's get somebody from Facebook to go to jail for perjury. Like, let's just start there. They yeah. did. By the way, we know they did because they said they weren't selling their data or they weren't doing something that it's provable yeah. that they did. They lied under oath. I, I, I don't know if we want to go as far as trust busting. I don't know. It, I see it both ways. Yeah, I, yeah. I, honestly, and I, I, and I'm not in the camp where, oh, do nothing. Let's just allow the forces, private company. Well, here's the problem. You got 5,000 people working for Google and they hate me and they hate you. <laughs> they're not thrilled with me. Yeah. And they're going to do whatever they can to make sure Donald Trump doesn't win and to make sure our country goes towards the path of Marxism. Well, but th- that also is why even if you want government intervention, we are now 10 months away basically from an election. There's nothing the government can do at this no. point. Twitter literally next week is putting shadow banning in the TOS. The ship has sailed and, already. And so YouTube's going to purge a bunch of stuff soon. YouTube's, what we hear. Look. I know this. I have something like 1.2 million subscribers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I have no ability to get my own subscribers, my videos anymore. You know what I would say, Charlie? I don't know if you know this. You're a busy guy with this whole turning point thing. Small, small project. I did launch a tech company called Locals, Locals.com. And we are, we are building a bottom up internet. That's a great and URL. Lo- is it local with a Z or lo- locals? L-O-C-A-L-S. Great URL. I, don't ask how we got it, Charlie. Did you take but out we a, are building a third mortgage on your house to get that? You URL? don't, you don't want to know what it costs, but, but Very I got, impressive. guess what? I got funding from people who were fans of mine who over the years awesome. said, if you ever build something, I want to support it. And we're building awesome native apps. I want to see this. Uh, for people. Hopefully so, the Wi-Fi is okay in here. So, so what, um, what, what is this? So it's a subscription-based internet. We've got, as you can see, we've got native video. We've got native audio. You can like, you can comment, you can communicate with me. You can communicate with other fans. Wow. Um, there's no trolls and there's no bots because trolls won't pay you to troll you. And here's the best part. Everyone's concerned about deplatforming, right? You don't want to be deplatformed from Twitter, but on locals, you're creating your own community. So if you, mm-hmm. if someone won't play by your rules, you can just boot them out of your local, but they can still be in anyone else's local. So there's no deplatforming. Mm. The same way you can be for free speech, but you don't invite everyone in your home to, to say whatever they want about you, for example. So I think we've solved 95% of the problems. It's nice user problems. interface, too. Yeah, and look, I, got a, I, got, I was That's a great picture of you. right there. That's there you nice. go. Um, but, but what we've done, I'll I think- I'll have to get signed up on locals. We'll, we'll, get, you, we'll get you on lo- Well, look, Charlie, you can also get push notifications to your people. So when you put out your podcast, they'll mm-hmm. actually see it and hear it. And you know it. Um, it won't be delisted. Or- it, it won't be delisted. We do no algorithmic manipulation. And by the way, we, it's 10%. It's the same exact cut as Patreon, and we'll build you an app and a website wow. and the whole thing. And it's and we're working on well, some so decentralized actual, storage. You, so the point is, I'm, I'm I, doing I'm, I'm not just saying it. because that's long-term what's going to solve this is yeah. entrepreneurialism. And I think just- Human ingenuity. And I, I think there's some people on the right that totally discount the idea- uh, uh, Some people on the right and the left, there's no way you can ever compete against them. No, David B. Goliath. Yeah, and I, I think- I think it can happen. Do I think that the current tech oligarchy needs some restraints? Yes. I mean, they need some speed limits yeah. and they need some rules of the road. And it's just they're doing whatever they want right now. And they feel as if they're untouchable. And you know what kind of scares me, though, Dave? I feel as if they have a very secret calendar. <laughs> of the days that they're going to slowly do, take do people Do you know what out. I'm saying? Honestly, nothing would surprise me. But but I, I think that we need to talk. about. I think they have a calendar where they have very well methodically planned out. Where they're going to move the Overton window, and the next thing you know, you're looking at something yes. completely different. Well, that's why you have to stand up sometimes for people that you would prefer not to stand up for. You you mm-hmm. have to because it does it never stops when they take out one person, 
we don't have to make this about anyone specific. But yeah, when we they, don't have to say anything. When, when, they, when they de-platform someone or really take them out, you think they're satisfied? Do they ever go, ah, our bellies are full. We can move on to a new project. No, they go, holy cow, not only did mm-hmm. we do it, but it was met with almost no resistance. And so, it's but, never the left that's de-platformed, ever. Of course it's never the left. It's, it's not only is it conservatives, it's anyone that is actually non-woke. So J.K. Rowling's hanging on by a thread right now because she believes that men and women have biological differences. Literally wrote Harry Potter. Yeah. She must be destroyed. She also was – she's super liberal. Yeah. She's she's a lefty on everything, on absolutely everything. Brexit. But, she well, hates look, Charlie, Trump. You're in, you're in the No Safe Spaces movie, right? Mm-hmm, I am. Uh, so what, what does that Dave Rubin guy say in that movie? If you have one thought – that is non-woke, they will come for you. Mm-hmm. you th- that's the problem where is, these people think they can protect themselves by it, always apologizing, it's so, but it's so, not it's how it so works. unbelievably Soviet is what yeah. this is. Yeah. Well, we're there. So I want to talk to you about this great product, and all of you guys need it, and it's a really good product, and it's Tommy John, and they make underwear, and it's the revolutionary clothing brand that's redefined comfort for Americans everywhere, including me. Uh, look, they're innovative, they're smart about what they do, and they're very comfortable. They obsess over every little detail and stitch by using proprietary fabrics that perform like nothing you've ever worn before. Uh, look, no one wants to talk about it, but everyone needs it. You guys need good underwear. Tommy John is so confident in their underwear that if you don't love your first pair, you can get a full refund with their best pair you are ever wear or it's free guarantee. If you prefer to shop in stores, you can find them in over 1,200 retail locations across the country, including Nordstrom stores nationwide. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. And again, they obsess over every little detail and stitch, men's and women's underwear. Uh, it has a real comfort and stay put waistbands. And they give the three Fs about your underwear and upgrade with Tommy John today. You know what those three Fs are? Fabric, fit, and function. So right now, hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Charlie for 20% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com slash Charlie for 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Charlie. So, so the tech thing is very important, though. Yeah. Because the, I, I think that the, the, the first thing, the broad consensus needs to be, if you're saying do nothing with these tech companies, why? Why are you saying that? Yeah. Maybe you are a strict free marketeer and you really believe that doing nothing. But Dave, you really turned me on to I was thinking about and I ask everyone on this podcast this, I say, who's more powerful? The Department of Energy or Google? <laughs> or Google, yeah. No, seriously, who's yeah. more powerful? The Department of uh, Housing and Urban Development or Google? I'm like, pretty sure that Mark Zuckerberg has more power than Ben Carson. That, that, that's a question though, seriously, yeah. right? Yeah. Because, and again, I don't like HUD. I mean, I'm meaning like, I don't like big government. I right. don't like right. bureaucrats. I don't, they have tons, of, but we have courts and we you can sue them and if they come after you and all that stuff is abused and they... But, you know, Tucker brought up a point once, which is really good. They take Arbor Day off. I mean, these guys. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, they're like, they're, they, Google works weekends. Charlie, let's not be anti-tree. I'm not going to sit here while you besmirch the trees okay, that give well, us the air. I won't go as far as the left that, have you seen this new eco-sexual oh. thing? Yeah. What, they're, they're humping bushes or something? No, that they, they yeah. want to have relations with the earth. <sighs> it's, Pagan. Almost. I don't even know what that means exactly, but I can picture a guy just digging a hole that's in the not, sand. And that, that, you know, that, am that, I allowed to say that on the Charlie Kirk podcast? That's know. that's too edgy. Yeah, we do have. I never know what the limit is with we, you, conservatives. We're a you know? PG podcast. We are family friendly friend friendly program. I hope it's so. not Rogan here. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely you're not going to. Our, our our equivalent of Rogan is we sip water. Yeah, yeah. Before the show. Oh wait, this was water. <laughs> this was something <laughs> this vodka. This is very bizarre. Um, but look. I don't know if you heard about this Star Wars movie. I'm not going to blow anything for your fans, but but guess what? The Rebels blew up the Death Star, right? Little people that are committed to something can change Hold on, things. But it was probably a, a woke intersectional group of people 
Well, not the original Star Wars. Not, I'm talking about this new one that came out that I refuse no, to watch. No, it's not. So I saw it on opening night. I did not even watch You're the Democratic debates. Wars I'm a huge Star Wars guy. Do you think guy. they're overdoing all these spinoffs and all this nonsense? Yeah, well, look. That, the Rendorian and all this stuff. It, Mandalorian. The Whatever. Rendorian. Yes. Jesus, Charlie, every time I think you get it, uh, the Rendorian, what the hell is that? I don't, I don't, evidently I don't watch it. <laughs> the Rendorian. It's the Mandalorian. What does that the, even mean? Those are the people that Boba Fett came from, that Jango Fett came from, the clone. All right. Was, it, was Charlie, that the bounty hunter? Yes, the bounty See? hunter. Okay. What did he put Han Solo in? Uh, well, he was basically stale or unable to move so i don't know the substance carbonite Carbonite. okay thank you for the periodic table experts here yeah carbonite charlie i'm very pro carbonite that's one of my (laughs) that's one of my main things i never understood how han solo was perfectly nourished for weeks on end it never made any sense but i mean if you want to get into the science of all that it's it's a very (laughs) slow stasis that you're in and they're giving you just enough oxygen through the car is that right yeah is that that sounds like a George Lucas explanation, it's, but continue. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, this is this is all. I don't know if you know this, but it's all imaginary, by the way. That's one of the things that people get confused about. There's no such thing as these places or these people. Mm, okay. Um, but I will say this: I'm not going to tell you anything about the new Star Wars. It's not woke. There is literally no social justice in it. Um, if anything, but they, the one before it no, was the, all about yeah. it, though. So Last Jedi was a nightmare of social justice, and 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 it wrecked the Star Wars story and all that. But and this is a good sign for us. The new Star Wars. Not only is it not woke. There's a strong Second Amendment argument. Wow. There's a strong argument about being politically brave to fight for what you believe in. Um, there's a real, a real strong argument against fighting against authoritarianism. So I, there's hope there. There's a new hope, Charlie. Did you get that reference? I, 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 under, I got that you one. You got that one? Okay. Well, I, I, I know the original Star Wars yeah. canon, four, five, six. Yeah. I think one, two, three were horrible. I think the Phantom Menace was so unbelievable. But the libertarian side of you should love it because the, the prequels are about an accumulation of power, right? What did Palpatine do? He set up a war and, and so that he could get fall, more and more power. The fallen man and, and, and all of sort. So in closing, Dave, yes. I have a couple questions. Do you think Trump will get reelected? Yeah, he's going to win in like a Reagan-like landslide, short of some of big okay. tech manipulating things mm-hmm. to the point that, you know. And he, here's a question for you to ponder. Do you think America will be more or less socialist in 10 years? Well, it will be less socialist if you and I have anything to we, do with it. We do our and, job. But, you know, if, if they execute Order 66 and we're taken See, out. I got that reference. How, you got I've that said one? That, that was a prequel reference. That, that was the third episode. Yeah, you, yeah, I think you stole that from me, too. Probably. Uh, yeah. You Jesus. stole that from George Lucas. What show am I doing here? <laughs> so, um, everyone go buy Dave's book. And uh, it's good to be able to have a role reversal here. And uh, Dave, you're great. You've always been really good to us at Turning Point USA. And so we really appreciate it. Until next time. It's good to be third year in a row. In they a galaxy let me back. far, far away. We'll see you soon. All right. Thanks. Nice. What a great conversation that was with Dave Rubin from the Rubin Report. Make sure you guys email us your comments. Uh, freedom at charliekirk.com. That is freedom at charliekirk.com. Also, check out Dave's book. And finally, if you want to get involved with Turning Point USA, go to tpusa.com. Chip in some money. Start a chapter. Join a chapter. Go to one of our events. That's tpusa.com. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. And also, make sure you are subscribed to The Charlie Kirk Show. Type in The Charlie Kirk Show to your podcast provider. Hit subscribe. And we are on Spotify. Thanks so much, everybody. Hey, everybody. Have you listened to our show on Spotify yet? If not, give it a try. If you have, tell a friend. Send them the link to our show on Spotify. We're finally on Spotify. Charlie Kirk Show on Spotify. And when you do, be sure to follow our show page. That way you'll get all the new episodes as they come out. Find them in your library. Download the Spotify app for free now. Simply search our show to start listening. 
We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary.